Welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast. I'm John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everyone. How's it going? And in this episode, we're going to get back to our new series, Diet Decoded. If you recall, and hopefully you listened, we broke down the ketogenic diet or keto diet in a previous episode. So now we're getting back to this. And in this episode, we're going to go old school, right, Megan? Real old we're, school. Way old way school. Way back. We're, gonna go, <laughs> we're going back to the Paleolithic days and breaking down the paleo diet, which has been around now for, I feel like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know anyone or have you ever gone paleo or know anyone who's gone paleo? Um, I know people have gone paleo. I haven't myself tried it. Like I haven't really channeled that inner cave woman yet. Uh, what's her name? Pebbles from That's the right. Flintstones. Flintstone. Is what I think of. <laughs> yes. Um, but I do know that it works for a lot of people. It's very buzzy. People talk about it. So I'm excited because before recording this episode, I actually schooled myself a little bit on paleo. Um, I wasn't so familiar, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm excited to break down the pros and cons today. I've never gone paleo and quite the opposite. It, it, as, as I've mentioned before, I've gone more closer to vegetarian, vegetarian than the yeah. opposite, but it's funny because my brother tends to skew more paleo and okay. I had a lot of friends that I worked with uh, a few years back that all went paleo. They were all in the CrossFit and I feel like, like it when was it like came, a parallel track, It became really track, popular right? a few years ago. Exactly. exactly. The it was like, they're doing you're tough mutter. You were paleo, <laughs> yeah. you were tough mutter, you were Spartan race. Totally. Um, you were looking, you were getting rhabdo, whatever yeah. it was. Um, but I do feel like <laughs> there were there were parallel tracks that kind of brought paleo to the forefront. Mm-hmm. It kind of, to me, it kind of mirrored that, that CrossFit. And it's funny, it's like, you know, these guys, they were like, I never, I've never seen so much beef jerky in my life. It's just I love like, a beef jerky, but, but you it was just like beef jerky everywhere, <laughs> eggs everywhere. It was it was crazy. So so but but look, it's it's still around. Paleo mm-hmm. is still very much very a thing. popular. Uh, it's still very popular and and there must be some level of effectiveness to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there must be some reasonable level that it's still around. And look, there it's not just uh, my my work friends and my brother. There are other kind of prominent paleo uh, type dieters out there. Um, oh, there's tons of celebrities. Tons and, of celebs, and right? Athletes, and, and yeah. Matthew McConaughey, Edgar Ramirez, uh, Channing Tatum have all kind of gone with paleo principles. And it's not just the guys, some some women as well have have also dabbled in paleo. Uh, Jessica Biel, Blake Lively, Christina Aguilera also have gone paleo or paleo-ish paleo principles. And w- what I find interesting is when I, when, when I was researching this with the guys, it all seems like they, they went paleo when they were really looking to lean out, get more muscular like for, for, a role. for a role, yeah, okay. which to me, I guess, I guess it makes sense because it's so, you know, you think of it as being so rooted in meat and protein, mm-hmm. but, I, but like, I always have an association with the, the fat. You know, it was just, when I think about bacon and meat and avocados and all, it's like, it's a lot of fat. So it it's ca- almost seems counterintuitive to me, at least, um, when I think about the paleo diet. And maybe that's one of the things, one of the hangups that personally I have had with it and I've never dabbled in it. Um, but I will, I will say for anyone listening uh, and joining us in, the, in this episode, I have been enlightened when it comes to paleo and doing the research for this. Yeah, me too. Um, and, and just kind of exploring it a little more. It's not what I thought it was. And, and we're actually going to have somebody uh, with us this episode uh, who wrote a piece for eatthis.com that actually underscores that paleo is not really what we probably expect it to be, right? So let's, let's get into it. And, and, you know, what is paleo? 
Yeah, so I guess just top line, what is paleo? It's this diet that focuses on consuming foods that were eaten hundreds of thousands of years ago, as John mentioned. You know, think about it as the caveman diet. It's heavy on meats, seafood, nuts, seeds, fruits, vegetables, and healthy fats, like all foods that were around, they're natural from the earth and from animals. What's not in it, um, dairy was one of the first things that when I thought of paleo wasn't in it, but we're going to get more into that later in the episode, grains, processed foods and oils, sugars, legumes, some starches and alcohol are all things that traditionally should be avoided on strict paleo diets. Right. And I always think bad teeth is what goes along with it. Because I think <laughs> cavemen, I think bad teeth, right? Like, yeah. it's just, it's, that doesn't work out. Um, but like I said, like... What are you saying about your brother? All, all That's jo- horrible. Well, he's always had bad yeah. teeth. Uh, he knows that, though. I don't think that was before paleo. Yeah. Um, but actually, so so this is where I want to bring uh, Beth Lipton in. Beth Lipton, thank you for joining Hi, us Beth. this week, by I'm the way. I'm so excited to have you. for having me. And as I said, Beth uh, wrote about her own experience with the paleo diet for eatthis.com. And I came across it when we were doing the research for this and I reached out and I was like, well, if we're going to talk paleo, then we have to have somebody like Beth on because it really, like I said a, a few moments ago, it, it dispelled my own notions of what I thought paleo was. And and one of those is, I, I think like most of us, when I think of the food pyramid and I think of uh, trying to envision a, a paleo diet food pyramid, I think of the base of the pyramid as being meat, right? Steak, bacon, chicken, turkey, whatever it is, like the the very meat-based diet. Like for me, it it felt like an excuse to just eat meat. Like someone said they're going paleo, it's because you want to eat steak like five times a day or seven days a week, whatever it was, and and get your bacon on. Uh, And then the next level of the food pyramid was probably some vegetables, uh, but none of the starchy kinds really. And then that very tip of the the pyramid is probably some fruits, but again, uh, nothing too high on the glycemic index Mm -hmm. scale because that seemed to me to be what, what the what the damage was. And then maybe there were some seeds and stuff thrown in, but there was no whole grains, no dairy, none of the stuff. Like, again, like going back to Paleolithic times, none of the foods that you didn't hunt and forage for. Yeah. Um, so nothing that was really taken off of a supermarket shelf. Although the guys that I mentioned before all had these prepackaged paleo packs that obviously came <laughs> off of a supermarket <laughs> yeah. shelf. So I don't know. Yeah, they have all Nobody's clubbing that and dragging brand. it back to their <laughs> yeah. cave, right? They ordered it from Amazon and got it delivered you know, next day with Prime probably. So, but, but Beth, when you you and I were talking prior to the episode, you let me know that my notion of the paleo food pyramid, not so accurate. That's right. It's not so accurate. Um, I mean, there is... Not the first time I've not been right, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But I think think what you thought was not uncommon. Um, I think the first thing to say is that paleo does not necessarily equal low carb. Um, There are a lot of paleo people who do eat low carb, but it isn't... One doesn't necessarily equal the other. Um, Paleo is largely a plant-based diet. So plant, I should say plant forward. Mm -hmm. So vegetables are, I would put vegetables on the bottom of that pyramid, um, meaning that it's the most thing, you know, the most that you consume. And certainly starchy vegetables are part of that. Um, There's an emphasis on, on non-starchy vegetables, but not necessarily um, to the, you know, elimination of others. The thing about paleo that I think is the most important thing to remember is that there's an emphasis on nutrient density. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the thing. We're seeking the nutrients. Gotcha. Um, and you, you certainly can't have that without vegetables. So so let's get into the, like we've done in, in our previous episode, the, the keto episode. Um, 
Let's get into some of the pros and cons, or the perceived pros and cons of the paleo diet, and and, and I'll I'll do the pros here because I had traditionally been a con, so and you were the con last time, <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> I'll let you I'll let you off the bad cop hook. Um, First and foremost, any diet that gets rid of processed food, Mm -hmm. as you said, like you get rid of processed food and refined carbs, that's a pretty good start in my book. So, so already you're, you're at a good base level for me. Um, There's no doubt that overly processed foods and added sugars, especially lead to just a bunch of bad health indicators and and whether it's they've been tied to the obesity epidemic or all kinds of of different diseases whether it's heart disease or various forms of cancers removing eliminating those from your diet whole hog is not a bad place to start so to me that's that's a pro in in the paleo book and it does deliver also a high amount of potassium because of the foods as you said nutrient dense foods that it that it focuses on and that's beneficial for maintaining not only a good blood pressure but also balancing uh Positively, positively impacting your kidney and muscle function as well. So, hence the the, the CrossFit kind of crossover. Yes, exactly. Like those are those are things that would seem to kind of go go well with that kind of activity. Okay, I know I'm taking the con stance, but I do agree with your first point. I mean, I don't care what diet you're on, what lifestyle you have. Eliminating processed foods is a must. It's very important. So I'm totally with you on that one, John. However, as we mentioned before on this podcast, eliminating entire food groups can mean Mm -hmm. you're not getting essential vitamins and minerals. And when it comes to paleo, at least what I thought and I believe you thought, John, and, and many people think is dairy is not part of the paleo plan. But what I've learned is dairy is in the gray zone. Some resources state that you have to give up dairy, like cavemen weren't eating dairy other than, you know, their mother's milk when they were infants. Um, And most of us get our calcium from milk, yogurt, and cheese. So if you follow a strict paleo diet, you may be at risk for inadequate calcium consumption which can lead to low bone and tooth density, like you were saying, the bad teeth (laughs) and the weak bones. Um, Cavemen need to be strong, though, to hunt down those animals. So um, if you eliminate dairy completely, you'll probably have to add supplements to your diet. Um, But what I've learned is some people do consume dairy, especially butter on paleo. So there's differing thoughts in the paleo community. But unlike anything else, I think cutting out an entire food group can be problematic to your health. And your happiness, like cheese, makes people happy, right? So well, that's, too, so that's it, my con. <laughs> and, and to your point too, it's it's not it's not just dairy, but you're, yeah. you're removing uh, in in the basic sense of it. And for most people, when they think of the paleo diet, you're removing uh, legumes, mm-hmm. so beans, which are packed with fiber, yeah. and obviously you'll help help a healthy gut biome. So you're removing those kinds of things. I think people overreact and remove too many carbs and don't really kind of look into it and look at the carbs they should be getting. They think they just need to eliminate carbs and yeah. have the associated high. So so that's you know, uh, to your point. Like a con here is is that overreaction thinking like, okay, I have to eliminate these things. And look, anytime we've said it, if we've said it once, we've said it a hundred times already. Whenever you go to an extreme and mm-hmm. eliminate something whole hog like that, whether it's a, a food category, a food group, or a specific food, there's going to be a backlash. Absolutely, and there's the, like your it's, body's going like, to come freak back out, around. Yeah. So, so that's that's a that's a pretty solid con. But Beth, I'd love to hear your thoughts on dairy as being part of the paleo diet. Well, I think the thing about dairy and the thing about all of these food groups that you're talking about is how well you personally tolerate them. Mm -hmm. So you can think of paleo as a set of rules that you have to follow, but 
um, as I said before, like the paleo police are not going to burst in on you if you, you know, quote unquote, break the rules. So I think it's a matter of finding the foods that work for you and the foods that don't and using those. So for me personally, I don't, I don't tolerate dairy that well, but I can have a little bit okay. and some work better than others. So that's what I have. And I don't really care what the paleo, you know, gray zones, or I don't really think about that. I think about myself intuitively and what works for me. And the same is true when you talk about like carbs versus protein versus fat, there isn't a big emphasis in paleo on balancing macros. It's right. much more about eating intuitively. So it differs from the keto diet a little bit? Very, it yes. differs right. very mm-hmm. much from the keto diet. And again, there are paleo people who definitely swing toward keto, but that's mm-hmm. not, there's a very broad range. So, you know, if you if you really do look at it through the lens of ancestral health, our ancestors often ate based on, you know, more carbs or fewer carbs based on where they were on the planet or what season it was. Yeah. And so no one's saying you have to do that because obviously we don't live in that world anymore. But there are days for me personally, there are days where I feel like eating more carbs and days mm-hmm. where I feel mm-hmm. like eating fewer and I go with it. Right. So in that, so almost this all leads into like what my my second pro argument would be is and 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 I too have have dialed back dairy and I, and as I said like I've never even once thought about paleo but I, I dabbled in vegetarian veganism for a little bit and and if you do that you're removing dairy if mm-hmm. you're going hardcore hardcore vegan and actually I feel better and, and when we did the um, the interview with Seamus Mullen recently yeah. you know he said the dairy was something that just had an impact on him so he noted he he tries to dial dial it back he feels better when he does I feel the same way it's just it's just something that I react better to not having it than having it and I actually just had a physical there were no crazy calcium oh, deficiencies good. so uh, my vitamin D was a little low but that's it's winter time here yes. so I'm not getting a lot of sunlight um, but leafy greens all those things can pack the kind of calcium that we need, we can get enough if you know where to find it. You don't have to get that from dairy. And it's more more bioavailable. And more bioavailable, yeah. right? And it helps that gut biome and, mm-hmm. and gut health, all that, all those kinds of things. But one of the things that I like about the paleo diet and doing the research is, is you know, a couple of things that we always talk about on this on this program are like the holy trinity of of healthy eating, if you will, and that's uh, fiber healthy fats and protein and healthy fats and protein is something that paleo delivers in spades because that's really the the basis of of the diet are those healthy fats and and like lean good for you proteins so a diet that really builds on two of those main pillars in my view is pretty solid but you also are getting the fiber because you're eating so many vegetables i mean most people who do paleo at least the way I think of it, have half to three quarters of their plate covered with vegetables mm-hmm. at most meals. So I'm actually, I eat far more vegetables now that I'm paleo than I did when I wasn't paleo. So you're getting a ton of fiber that way. And I, and you know, like you, I, I've had physicals since I went paleo. There's no issues with um, digestion or my, my gut health is much better now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's what you said about tolerating dairy. The same is true about grains and legumes. Sure. So, yes, you're cutting out whole food groups. That's true. But at least in my personal experience was that I was not tolerating those foods, and I didn't even realize it until I cut them out. So, and now I feel so much better and so much stronger, and my digestion is so much better. Um, And that's true for me personally, but that doesn't mean that paleo is necessarily the right thing for everyone. I think the thing, the advantage to having all these different approaches now is that you can try different things and mix and match and see what works best for you. 
All right. Well, Beth, you totally just debunked my con number two, which is a good thing. Right. I was going to say, where is the fiber in paleo? I didn't realize personally that there were so many vegetables. Again, I thought with John, I thought it was more meat heavy. And if you're cutting out whole grains, legumes, where's the fiber? Where's those mineral rich, you know, legumes? And so you're saying you don't have to. So there we go. Forget my forget my con number two. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm out of it. <laughs> the other thing too is there's an emphasis on in paleo. I mean, now gut health is super sexy, yes. and you see it everywhere. And fermented foods sexy, and bone broth, yeah. bone broth, yeah, and all of that. Biome. Those What's are not sexy about gut bugs. Yeah, exactly. Who's <laughs> <laughs> it warming here? Wow, wow. <laughs> biome. It's awesome. But it's but because there those things are very emphasized in paleo. Um, things like bone broth and fermented foods are emphasized, as are organ meats, which are very mineral rich, mm-hmm. um, which are things that it's sort of in the standard Western diet, you really don't see much of that. And that's a huge source of minerals as well. So let's, so let's get to, to your experience. Now you were not, you were not paleo. Like, so as you yeah. just said, like, so you, you know, before you went paleo, what were you before paleo? How, how would you have classified yourself as, as eating? I would have said, I would have told you that I was a healthy eater. Mm-hmm. I was what, what Clean is thought of, of yeah, yeah, as a traditional healthy eater. I mean, I was the food editor at Health Magazine. So right. I ate, I ate my whole grains. I ate my beans. I ate tons of vegetables. Um, I really limited meat, especially red meat, which I now eat much more of. Um, I was really, I, I was exactly like the straight up standard, quote unquote, healthy eater. And what, what drew you to, was there something specific that drew you to the paleo diet? Well, I, I grew up with a number of stomach, like really, really bad stomach issues and went to specialists and stuff and was told that I literally had a bad stomach. Like that was the oh. di- that was the diagnosis. That's harsh. You have a bad yeah. stomach. Like, what does that even mean? That. <laughs> Thanks, um, and so I just thought that was my lot in life. I was just somebody who had poor digestion. And um, several years ago, I was when I was working at Health. I somebody asked me to read the Bulletproof Diet and interview Dave Asprey, which mm-hmm. I did. And around the same time, just coincidentally, I read Wheat Belly, which is another mm-hmm. like, similar kind of. Book and which really attacked grains. It really did, right. yeah. And I yeah. was shocked because, in my view, I mean, I had heard of paleo. I thought it sounded totally off the wall and weird. You know, human beings have been eating grains for centuries. Like, what's the problem? Um, but I thought wheat belly was really interesting. I was really curious about it. And then talking to Dave Asprey, I was fascinated by the Bulletproof Diet. And then right around the same time, a nutritionist in my neighborhood named Ainsley Kirschenbaum. Um, put out, she offers this elimination diet and it's, she calls it a whole food cleanse. Mm-hmm. So it was like a 14 day whole food cleanse. And I just thought, God, it, sound, it just sounds interesting. I and mean, I'm just very curious. I'm food obsessed, obviously. So I tried it and it eliminated grains and beans and a number of other irritants. One at a time? No, all, all at once. All at once. Yeah. So but, but the challenge with that, to me, I guess, is, is you don't know what's the thing that might be disrupting well, you, yeah. right? In the reintroduction, you, so, okay. you intr- reintroduce So you get all rid of it and then one at a time yeah. you bring it back and yeah. say like, oh, this is not good. Yeah. Okay. And so the only, leg- the only legume that was eliminated was soy. Um, but I ate quite a lot of tofu because mm-hmm. I didn't really eat meat. And so I couldn't believe how good I felt. I felt like Superman. Really? I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a very energetic person, um, meaning I'm annoying um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But I, I mean, if you would like, I felt like one of those wind-up toys. Like if you would put me down, I would have just run all day. Like I couldn't believe how energetic I felt. And more importantly, my digestive issues 
were gone. Wow. Now, was that immediately after those 14 days, or how long did it take for you to? It was during those 14 days. I felt so much better. I slept better. I couldn't believe it. Because I went into it thinking, oh, this will be interesting, but not really expecting much. You say you didn't, you didn't eat a lot of meat before. Was that because of health concerns? Yeah. I right. was like the standard same, healthy eater. I, I thought meat was bad for you. Same thing here, by the way. You know, you watch, you watch a couple documentaries, right? Yeah. And we, we all know what they are. Yeah. Um, and they're highly debatable. Mm-hmm. But that's what, you know, I had, a, I had a checkup a few years back, and I was a little heavier than I, than I thought I should have been, and there were some, you know, things pulled out. And so it was, it was interesting to me. So, I, like I said, like I went vegetarian for a little while, started to slowly reintroduce meat because I like meat, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't, you know, make the decision for ethical reasons. Um, I, but many people do, and, and I value that, and there's nothing wrong with that, of course. You find what works for you. Mm-hmm. But what I found interesting, is, as I mentioned, I, I literally just had a physical yesterday and Got, got the results back from my blood tests and stuff like that. And since I've uh, slowly reintroduced meat and I eat far less of it than I used to, my cholesterol is fine. Mm-hmm. My, my kidneys are fine. Mm-hmm. Like my good cholesterol was, was really high. My bad cholesterol was really low. So the doctor was like, this is, this is like literally the only thing that he called out was vitamin D. And, mm-hmm. and we're in the dark, you know, cold months of winter here in, in New York. So of course my vitamin D is going to be a little low. Um, so I guess meat didn't have the impact that I thought it would. Right. Uh, or the removal of meat didn't have the impact that I, that mm-hmm. I thought it would. Um, and that's, I guess that was always one of my hangups with whether it's keto, whether it's paleo, just I always viewed them as, as meat heavy diets and that much meat can't be good but also the well i think i think you'd see the change in your cholesterol and in your triglycerides more with starches especially refined starches Mm -hmm. than you would with meat um and also what i learned in the bulletproof diet is how much the quality of your meat matters um so that's another thing that i've gone way down the rabbit hole exploring and you know reading about reading things you know what diana rogers writes and what sarah ballantyne writes and rob wolf and all those people in the paleo community about making sure that your meat is grass-fed 100 percent grass-fed um it's healthier for you it's healthier for the animals it's healthier for the planet Mm -hmm. um that the fish that you eat is wild caught, all of those things. So it isn't just a question of eating more meat or less meat. It's also a question of what's the quality. Quality and the source, yeah. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And even, and ethically, because I really believe that you can be an animal lover, a person who's concerned about the planet, and a meat eater all at the same time. Yeah, I don't don't disagree with that. I think, look... We, we always find ourselves, and I think, you know, paleo, the paleo diet, that's why I think this is a great episode, because, you know, I had my preconceived notion of what paleo was. I had Same. a hard and fast notion of what I thought paleo was before we came into this episode, and before I, before I saw your piece, and before we started talking um, today, and, it, and that's been shattered, and I think so many of us kind of think, like, hard and fast, like, okay, like, this is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong, this is what this diet is, this is what this diet is. And, and you know, the fact that with any of these things, whether it's, it's keto, whether it's paleo, whether it's uh, vegetarian or any of these things, you, you kind of have to make it work for you mm-hmm. or find, I, you know, if you try all of them, there's, there's a hybrid that probably is the best case scenario for you. And it's not about being paleo. It's not about being keto. It's not about being vegetarian. It's not about being Whole30 or whatever it might be. It's about what's your path to finding your right situation. It seems to me that you did that, at least in, in reading your story for eatthis.com. You know, you're still 
you still classify yourself as, as eating paleo today. You yeah, how long about, have you yeah, been paleo? Like, yeah, what, what I was, mean, what, why is it so sustainable for you, yeah. I guess? Well, it's funny that you say that about inc- incorporating other things because, like, I eat rice. I mean, I don't eat mm-hmm. a ton of it, but that works for me, and that's, you know, that's a grain. Right. Um, if, so I've been paleo, or my version of paleo, since uh, 2000 and either 14 or 15, I can't remember now. And the reason it's sustainable is because it really works for me. I feel so much better that it's not a choice. It's not something where I feel tempted to quote unquote cheat on it because mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen if I eat the this, this stuff that I gave up. And there's such a massive variety of food to eat even without those other foods. So I'm not missing the the barley I used to eat because I'm eating, you know, 12 different vegetables. Um, and I've sort of rediscovered something from my childhood, which is that I really like um, why, like game meats like venison and rabbit, <laughs> which I had, again, I had given up because I thought they weren't healthy. I love them and they're delicious. And now, you know, nowadays they're easier to get. Right. So the variety of food, I, I choose to look at it as the massive variety of food that I have available to me instead of the things that I that I don't eat. And there are exceptions. There are times when it is socially appropriate to not eat what's on the paleo diet. Right. And in those moments, I do. So the example that I always give is if it was my birthday and my daughter made me a birthday cake with white flour and sugar and all of that, I'm not going to say, no, pumpkin. I'm not going to have that. Right, right. <laughs> you know? I mean, obviously, I'm going to eat the cake. And in that instance... I would sit down with her, I would take a slice of cake, and I would just enjoy it, enjoy every bite, and just be in the moment with her, and be in the moment with the cake. I'm not going to eat the <laughs> whole cake, but I will enjoy my slice of it, sure. and and I know I'm going to feel terrible the next day, but it doesn't matter, because in that moment, that's the right thing to do. So if you invite me to your house for dinner, and all you're serving is pasta, I will eat a little pasta. Right. Um, so I think it's just a question of figuring out how to make it work within your life rather than like, any any lifestyle choice that you make has to serve you, not the other way around. All right. Now that we've talked about the pros and cons of paleo and what they really are and really aren't, we're going to take a brief break to talk about Blinkist. Now, I know we all have goals to hit, whether it's eating healthier or exercising more. And sometimes it can be hard to actually achieve all of these while struggling with other aspects of our life. There's an app I highly recommend that can help you hit your goals a bit easier. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways, you know, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to them easily. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of the books quickly without reading the entire book. With an audio feature, Blinkist makes it so easy to finish four books a day while you're on the go. 8 million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books, you name it. And I love Blinkist because we all have these pockets in our day where you have those free 10, 15 minutes. Maybe you're waiting in line for lunch or waiting for your train or just that that little bit of downtime. And it's too easy to let it be lost to mindlessly scrolling through a social media feed. But with Blinkist, you can actually use that time to get valuable information in a condensed form. And some of the most popular books on Blinkist, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, The 4-Hour Work Week by Tim 
Tim Ferriss, which is a big book. So if you can actually get that condensed down to a 15 minute chunk, you're going to learn a lot in a little bit of time and it gets even better. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash eat this to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash eat this to start your free seven-day trial. When you started, if if someone listening is like, okay, like now my curiosity is peaked. Um, it's, it's not paleo is not as kind of uh, extreme as I as I thought it was. What would your what would your recommend what, what would your recommendation be for someone looking to to try it to start it? Where where should they get started? Obviously, it's not just going and stocking a shopping cart full of bacon like I thought it was. Um, <laughs> Although if you have one, I'll take right, it. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but certainly there will the, there will be bacon in the cart. But what what does it really kind of break down to? And how do you how do you make it? How do you? What's the easiest way to get get going? So the easiest way to get going, there's sort of two prongs to that. The first is to read about it. And I mentioned Sarah Ballantyne. Um, her website's The Paleo Mom. I would, and, but I mean, her website's The Paleo Mom, which sounds very folksy, but mm-hmm. she's actually a PhD. She's a, she's a medical researcher, and she's written a ton of best-selling books about paleo. She's super knowledgeable. So she has a lot of like very, very basic information about paleo. And I think that's a really good place to start. But in terms of starting on in your kitchen or on your plate, I would just start by taking out the grains and beans. So um, figure out what your, what's your favorite meal. If it's a sandwich, then just take the, you know, take the bread or the bun out and fill in with vegetables. Um, and do that with all of your favorite stuff. And nowadays, it's so easy to do it. Like, it is, mm-hmm. there's, yeah. you know, you can buy cauliflower rice at Trader Joe's. Right. So I would just start there. Start, start with eliminating things like grains and beans and just do it slowly. Um, I think any change that's going to be sustainable is best done incrementally instead of a huge sweeping thing. Like, look at, right. I mean, we're in February now, so people are in the process of giving up their New Year's yeah, people probably already have. Right. Yeah. So New Year's resolutions, why do not Why do they fail? Because they're too big and Extreme. not sustainable. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I would start small. Start with just grains and beans. And start, and even easier than that, start with just one meal. Yeah. Start with... Lunch. That's great advice. I, like, to me, that's that's so key, and I think you know it, it echoes what what Seamus said, you yeah. know, a couple episodes ago, where it's like start with just eliminating sugar from your coffee, like mm-hmm. something small, like, mm-hmm. get a small victory that that builds the momentum. And I'm a big proponent of that. Like when I even started dabbling and said, okay, I'm going to try and eat less meat, I was like, I just won't eat meat before dinner. Mm-hmm. And then at dinner, if I have meat with with my dinner, then that's fine. But like my first two meals of the day are going to be going to be meatless, or maybe it's meatless Mondays for you. Maybe Maybe it's mm-hmm. one dinner yeah. or one day out of the week where you, but in, in the paleo, maybe it's like, okay, I'll, I'll do paleo diet for just one day or, mm-hmm. or at my breakfast every every day this week is going to be paleo or my lunch or my dinner. Um, that's that's a great start. And then again, it's like, see, like you, now it's funny because it, it was also echoed um, by one of the, uh, the Eat This Not That editors who tried the keto diet. And I, I found it kind of surprising in, in your uh, piece for Eat This. You said like, you seem to have more energy on this diet. And I'm always confused by that because when you remove carbs, which is the building block of, of, of energy for most of us, how does that come about? Well, you're not removing carbs. Right. Um, so I, I mean, I eat a ton of carbs. I eat vegetables and fruit. Um, root vegetables have a ton of carbs. So it's definitely not, necessarily low carb. I tend to go lower carb just Mm because I feel better that way, but I don't, I honestly don't think about it. 
Well, and fat has a, and that's, I think that's one of the things that I've become personally more intrigued about mm -hmm. is uh, the, the role that fat can play in uh, energy. Mm -hmm. and how our body uses mm -hmm. energy. I've, I have dabbled with intermittent fasting in mm -hmm. the past and, you know, working out in the morning fasted. Mm -hmm. And after the first few days, it, it was a little off. But once your body starts to adapt to it, you realize like, okay, like I haven't had any, any simple sugars, any, any carbs. Um, so what is, what is actually fueling this performance right now? And it has to be the fat stores. So is that sustainable over the long haul? I don't know. Um, I have reintroduced uh, a, a more carb, carby breakfast before I exercise now. And it just, I feel like mm -hmm. I get more sustainability out of that. But again, like that's what works for me. Mm -hmm. So for somebody else, it might be the other way around. Well, and I think what you said about fat is enormously important and people are still afraid of fat. But fat is so, I mean, fat is a macronutrient, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Protein, carbs, and fat. Um, our brains are 60% yes, fat by weight. Fat. Right. Every cell in your body is surrounded by a layer of fat that protects the cell. I mean, the cell, I mean, fat is what drives our hormone production. I mean, there isn't a single bodily function that isn't affected by fat. And it's too bad that it has the same word as the fat yeah. on our bodies because it's they're just not, you just can't. I mean, we, we've had how many decades now of low fat yeah. and look what's happened. Well, that's so, the thing. It's like I grew up, I mean, I grew up in the, you know, late 80s, 90s when it was the whole low fat craze mm -hmm. and everybody was eating low fat, you know, the Snackwells cookies yeah, and whatever it was. processed garbage. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it just yeah. flooded yeah. the sugar in. Yeah. And now yeah. everyone's like, stay away from sugar. Yeah. Like get the sugar yeah. out of your diet, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, we, again, like it just underscores how we as a culture lean into these extremes mm -hmm. and that that kind of backlash effect that all of a sudden like decades later we're like oh well i guess i guess getting rid of the fat was was not such a such a good idea after all and i think look the other thing with with fat is what people don't realize is most of the vitamins that you're getting in vegetables and salads mm -hmm. are fat soluble vitamins. Mm -hmm, yes. So without a healthy fat there, your body's not actually absorbing them efficiently or in the way that they should be. Well, and again, looking at that through a paleo lens, so think about think about like a juicy summer tomato and mm -hmm. how delicious best. that is. Yeah. Okay, it's the best, right? Yeah. Now drizzle some olive oil on it, mm -hmm. right? Like it just got a thousand times better. Right. That is nature telling you to have fat with your vegetables. That isn't, whenever people say like, oh, nothing good for you, tastes good. or no, I'm like, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? absolutely. Things that are healthy taste amazing if you know where to That's look. Right. And then crumble some bacon on it, and you've got a paleo. Even better. Right? I'm, in. I'm in. I'm in. Well, go. there you have it. Now, hopefully, you know, for you like me, paleo is a little less than a mystery than it was before. Uh, is it for you? Well, that's got to be up to you. And hopefully, we helped inform that decision for you today. Of course, no matter what diet plan you may be thinking about this year, you should start by consulting with your physician, especially if it means making dramatic changes or eliminating entire food groups, or if that's what you think it it, it means. You should actually, you know, talk to somebody who is more knowledgeable and can, can really guide you on that, on that journey, or at least the first steps of the journey. Be sure to stay tuned to the podcast as we continue to decode even more of today's popular diets, and be sure to go back and check out our Keto Diet episode too. In the meantime, you can check us out on eatthis.com or follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram where we are at Eat This, Not That. For myself, John Hammond and Megan Murphy. Yes, hey guys, please feel free to follow me as well. I'm at This Girl Can Eat. And also, please follow our awesome guest, Beth, today. Thank you so much for coming in. What's your Instagram? Thanks for show? having me. Um, you can find me at 
ironically, at cookiepie0402. I love that. And let us know what food choices are on your mind so we can share them as we help you eat this, not that.